Hi, Tracy. How are you going? Yeah, good. Um, it sounds like you're driving and you've pulled over. I am, but I can, <laughs> I'm going to pull over at any second. Yeah, i just got to get through this roundabout and around the corner past the cop station. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I can stop. Where have you been? Where are you driving from? I'm driving from home to a meeting um, with an architect. <laughs> oh, building a new house. Uh, studio. Exciting, exciting. Yeah. Well, obviously we're talking to you today because our iconic Kiwi album, Spalidian's True Colours, has been reimagined as True Colours, New Colours. Um, in my opinion, Bernard, you got the best song on the album, I Hope I Never. <laughs> yeah, I've, I was pretty happy with that. I love that record because my eldest brother is a huge Split End fan, as I am. So when I was about 11, I think that record came out. 1980, is that when it came out? Yes, it was. It was just, it just at its 40th anniversary last year, so yeah. Yeah, so I was turning 11 that year and I used to hear that record through the wall. And we, we also watched Countdown in Australia, which was the big music TV show, and Split Ends were just always on there. And they were so exciting and so weird. Yeah. and the unusual and there's so many elements to split ends that made it so exciting and they were probably the first band that i heard and really recognized the beatles in they kind of had that element as well obviously neil's writing reflects a lot of his influences from the beatles and other 60s and 70s bands and tunes but that song i remember my brother had got his, a new tape player and he had a cassette of true colors and he pointed out to me in i hope i never this tiny little string thing that happens right before the chorus hit. I'm not sure what the musical term is for it, but it's a little faint brush of the strings before the downbeat. And every time I ever heard the song, I always listened for that. So it was always a really special song for me. And there was not really much point in trying to recreate anything that Split Ends had done. So I was working with Nick Dadia, who I have a studio with here in Byron, and we just wanted to kind of do our own thing and and even make it a bit darker because the song is lyrically pretty dark, but musically, the way Split Ends had treated it, it was really playful and pretty uplifting. But I was trying to go a little bit the other way with it, I guess. I am so glad you mentioned the lyrics because I think the sentiment of that song is a sentiment every single one of us has felt about someone. I think that song sums up heartache perfectly. Those words say so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I know that Neil went on to become the more renowned of the Finn brothers, but I think Tim obviously kind of paved the way and his writing is just so brilliant and really very underrated. I mean, you can't rate either of them highly enough. And, and how did the invite come about? Because you look at the track listing, it's mostly Kiwis on there. What's your involvement with the Finn brothers? I know Neil, but I've never had any direct involvement with him. What I guess happened is that Warners in New Zealand have probably heard me talk about Lidens right. or the Finn brothers before. and I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but I jumped at it when I was given the chance. And I also, I Got You was, that was a big song here in Australia. I mean, it was all around the place, I guess. And it was very tempting to want to do that, but it's like... What can you do to that song? It's kind of perfect. So. Well, I don't know if you've heard the full album, but she had got that song and I, they have rocked yeah, it up. It is cool. awesome, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's great. I mean, they're such great fans she had. So yeah. they were all, no matter what they did, they could have just as easily done Shark Attack and made it into a full hardcore punk song. And, and how long ago did you record this? Because it feels like all new music that's coming out at the moment was made like a year, 18 months ago and just been sat on for ages. <laughs> it, yeah, it might have been the beginning of last year. It might have been before all the COVID stuff happened, I think. 
I'm lucky enough to be a partner in a studio, so I have access to being able to record most of the time anyway. It was just Nick and I. We played it all. So we didn't have to get a band in for it. It was just me and, and Nick playing everything. Because I know back at the sort of start of COVID, uh, you guys did the online gig together, Powderfinger, the One Night Lonely. Um, when you see yeah. the boys, does the topic of getting the band back together again come up and like working on new music? Is that something you still talk about? No, not really. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it comes up for everybody else. It doesn't really come up for us. I mean, we knew that if we were going to get back together and do that gig, that it would come up as something in the press and people would be kind of badgering us about it. But it's not part of the conversation for us at this point because everyone's doing their own thing, you know. Right. JC runs two venues here in Australia. Darren is doing soundtracks. Ian plays guitar in the band The Church. And I'm Cogsy's a scriptwriter, and I'm making my own record. Everyone's gainfully employed. Plus, we've got 15 kids between us or something wow. as well. So everyone's, there's enough of that to deal with as well, just going to cricket practice. <laughs> got your own cricket team. <laughs> we could have a cricket team. You know, I think back to the early 2000s, it honestly felt like we played a Powderfinger song every few hours in rock radio between Vulture Street and Odyssey Number no. 5. I mean, you guys had such yeah. a massive amount of hits. That must have been such heady days for you. Yeah, I mean, we were really lucky. We got on a pretty good roll from yeah. internationalists onwards, but we never really stopped to think about what was going on or whether we were being successful or anything like that. We just always moving on to what the next thing was. I think when you reflect on it now, you can kind of appreciate it even more than we did at the time, I think. So you mentioned there that you are working, you are writing, you're writing a new solo album, are you? Yeah, I'm always writing. Of course you are. How how far into that are you? I've written a ton of songs, but I haven't worked out exactly what kind of record I'm going to make. So I've got a few shows coming up. So I'm just going to do those first and then get stuck into making a record over the next few months, I guess then get back on the merry-go-round next year, I guess. Oh, well, and we just love what you've done with the True Colours, New Colours album. It is out next Friday. Bernard Fanning, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to your fans in New Zealand. Thank you very much, Tracy. And I send a fond hello and farewell to everyone over there. Top work, Kiwis, good work.